Welcome everyone to the Goods and Co. podcast. My name is Isaac Matthews and I am your host. Here on the podcast, we share the stories of local businesses and artists in the Northwestern Ontario region of Canada, proudly supporting ventures owned by members of the LGBTQ, BIPOC, and women-led communities. Today's episode is brought to you by the new Woodside Bar, located in the Goods and Co. market downtown Thunder Bay, bringing you crafted cocktails and a curated wine and beer menu to suit all taste buds. Follow along on Instagram at the Woodside Bar. That again is at the Woodside Bar. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Goods and Co. podcast. Today we are very excited to be sitting with Vic Wylan, the artist, um, <laughs> doing amazing stuff. So, really quickly, Vic and I actually went to high school together. And this is probably the first time we've seen each other s- almost since high school, which is a long time. Um, but I've watched your stuff uh, online and, and the process that you've gone through to, s- to creating this, um, this amazing art. And I've been fascinated by it. So I'm really excited to be here today with you to hear your story, how you got into it, um, and how things are going. So if you don't mind, uh, if you could introduce yourself a bit and essentially your story of how you got into starting to do art. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, first off, it's great to see you and yeah. to be able to talk to you like this is extra special. So I'm also as excited. Good. Um, yeah, I'm Vic and I am from Thunder Bay, born and raised. And my artistic journey began probably officially like seven years ago when I guess May Lynn had asked if I wanted to join her house art revival. She was starting this like little tiny event in her parents' house where she was inviting all of her kind of hippie friends at the time to sell (laughs) their no-name art. And she asked me to join and I painted up some things and people bought some stuff and I just kind of got inspired from that one little experience. Had you been painting before that? I had. Okay. I have always painted since I was young. Um, But then when I was early 20s and around that time when Malin had created that small little event, I was painting more to, I guess, express my, my individuality in a way that I didn't know how. So her little event helped spark something that... I took a lot more seriously. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then, so was it immediately like, oh, I've sold a painting now. This is great. I'm going to quit everything and start being a painter who sells paintings <laughs> or what? What was that? What was that transition? For <laughs> Absolutely you? not. I had no <laughs> desire to be an actual like painter or artist at all for a long time. I just did it for fun. And the extra pocket cash was really cool mm-hmm. as like a young, early 20s kind of free spirited person to have you know, an extra couple hundred bucks to go to the bar was <laughs> <laughs> to go to the bar is key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was good, but, yeah. but yeah, her events, um, I shouldn't say her, the craft revival, which, which then spawned from her little grassroots house party mm-hmm. is what then allowed me to take myself seriously and actually maybe oh, consider being an artist. Nice. Yeah. So you, were you involved then a couple of years, I assume then with the craft revival? Yeah. Yeah, the very first one that she held at the Foundry, uh, that must have been 20, 2015 or something like that, 2014. 
2014, yeah. 14. We'll go to the judges. <laughs> yeah, 2014. <laughs> I look over in fear. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> what was that voice? Um, okay, so 2014, you go in, you sell some more art, yep. and then you start to take yourself seriously as an artist. In a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were you doing not up until seriously, that point? Not seriously, but I, I've always had a, a side side job i guess i went to school for environmental management oh cool and i've loved the outdoors ever since i can remember so that avenue seemed really secure for me to study and then to do work in and up until i guess yeah a month ago i had been working as an environmental technician seasonally oh, which wow. has allowed me to work as an artist right. half of the year and then rock like my my job the other right. half and is there intention to move out of that and just try and have art be the center or? Well, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't intention to ever move out of it mm -hmm. until May, the founder of Craft Revival mm -hmm. and now Goods & Co. started to, I guess, chirp in my ear about this market she wanted to open up. And I joked one day offhandedly saying, well, if you open up a market, I'm quitting my job. Like, count me <laughs> in. I've been with you since the very beginning. Like, let's let's do this. I'm your I'm your right hand man. And then her little chirps became like louder, and then they started to be really seriously serious. And then I just yeah, I, I quit my job, and I'm no longer doing seasonal work and pursuing that career. And I'm I'm just going to fully fully jump on the artist artist train. That's amazing. And how, how have you found, because a lot of the people we've had come on this podcast has, have um, been involved in Thunder Bay and the community of Thunder Bay, and, and there seems to be this energy about supporting local and local artists and local businesses. How have you found being a part of the Thunder Bay community um, to have influenced what you're doing and, and, and the support that you've received? Well, I think you're right. Thunder Bay has a really great community for supporting local, and I I'm definitely first-handedly exposed to that as as an artist. I I couldn't do this without the community here. I couldn't have these big dreams if I hadn't had the support from people in this town. So I think it has something to do with us being so isolated and remote mm -hmm. because we don't have the connection of bigger cities. It's almost like it sounds it's a terrible word to use, but we have our own little hub of like not celebrities, but people that are doing things in this town right. that people want to support, people hear about, and there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go buy a painting from from this local artist. I'm gonna go support this local potter. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you? There's nowhere else to like to peak that like yeah definitely interest from. And it it does seem like there's there's a tangibility to it. Like if I were to go buy something from you, I would probably just like go meet you and say i want to buy this thing from you whereas in yes. a big city you would never really meet the artist or you'd, you'd never have that connection totally. whereas here you could bump into someone at a bar or a restaurant before covid and yeah. find out that they're this incredible artist and then make a connection with the person mm -hmm. as well as the craft the craft yeah and this is kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast is there's these people like yourself and so many other artists in this town who have stories and have been enthusiastic enthusiastic ambassadors of thunder bay for mm -hmm. so long totally 
Um, and if we can just keep closing that gap between the people who don't know about them and themselves, I think it's just going to only amplify the energy of this city, right? Oh, absolutely. There's so many incredible artists. There really are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have eight months of the year where it's kind of like dormant living. <laughs> and True. what else are you going to do with your yeah. time? That's awesome. Yeah. So you have a very, and I, I love what you do. Thanks. And it's a very distinctive of you. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone who does something the way you do it, which oh. I find very unique and beautiful. Well, coming from you, I'd say I, I, all over I the world. I sincerely mean been. that. I sincerely mean that. <laughs> um, so I'm curious about how did that kind of start? What's your inspiration? Um, what do you think kind of helped you create your distinct art? Uh, oh, gosh. I don't know. I think when I was starting to paint, because I was like a stubborn teenager, and also technology wasn't at its like level that it was, I didn't pursue learning art techniques online or inspiration from any other person. So I was just this girl who wanted to express herself, and I didn't know how to do it. So I came up with it on my own. I practiced with the paint in my own way. I didn't ever watch Bob Ross. Like I never had an art teacher that I studied with as a young kid. Like my parents never pushed me to like pursue art. So it was totally raw. And then I came up with something that worked that I hadn't seen on Instagram or Facebook or like it, it was literally just original. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it's evolved. My style has evolved and changed sure. now with so much social media, mm-hmm. just influence. You, It's inevitable. You draw inspiration from other things that you've seen yeah. and you bring it into what, what is like original and unique within your own work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it, it's great that, like you said, the technology has grown to a place where you can go out and get inspiration from so many different places. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. Like, I don't need to go to an art gallery anymore. I have Instagram with thousands of artists that I can follow that I'm, like, blown away by on the daily. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then you were painting pictures, I assume, primarily. And recently, I don't know exactly, um, you've kind of transitioned into having your art be on different kinds of mediums, specifically I've seen you do yoga mats, uh, different kinds of stuff like that. How did that happen? How did that come about? Oh, you're good at this. I like all these questions. <laughs> Woof. Yeah, he's good. Um. We'll cut that. <laughs> so I teach yoga as well, and I've been doing that for quite a while. While I was getting really into my artist practice, I just had a thought one day of how I would love to put my art on my own yoga mat. It was as simple as that. Mm. I love trees, and I wanted to stand on a big tree while doing (laughs) yoga. So I started the hunt on how to actually, like, produce and manufacture them. And and it was just really for my own own practice, but then it just kind of grew. So you made one for yourself, and then people started seeing them and wanting them. I made one for myself and then I thought this would be cool to sell. This could, I think, do well. I love the look of it. Why wouldn't others? So I ordered more and then I made a couple more designs and yeah. It's taken off. Kind of. Do you have ambition to go into anything else? Um, Yeah. I mean, 
I, uh, I'm going to be a part of the Goods & Co. market, so I will be uh, producing other products that relate to living at, like a healthy, active lifestyle. Oh, great. Yeah. Like what? Um, if you don't, I mean, I don't know if it's a secret. Or no, <laughs> I mean, it's not a secret. It'll be out at some point. Uh, sticking to like like the yoga genre, I'll mm-hmm. be doing yoga leggings and active oh, wear. Nice. Um, mostly just like leggings and shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh not not too much athletic wear um and then i love saunas my partner is like obsessed with saunas he (laughs) saunas every day so i'm designing um sauna thermometers oh cool Mm -hmm. that's a great idea with like contemporary designs not like the old finnish like uh, large lady large man pictures (laughs) like kind of fun cool vibey yeah such like, a Thunder Bay culture thing. I love that. Yes. I love that. Um, and then the uh, the rest is uh, is less cool, but there will be some other things. <laughs> okay. Well, we're looking forward to it. So you did touch on this, and this is important to mention. Uh, so you are going to be a vendor in the market so people can come see you there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, yes, yeah. one of the permanent vendors, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have lots of products in there, new products. Yes. Things are growing. Awesome. Yes. So, obviously, this year has been different Mm -hmm. for everyone involved Um, and you had said that you just recently had made this decision to kind of move permanently into art has covid had an effect on that decision has it implemented more fears on that decision Um, i imagine it can't be an easy transition going from the stability of that that uh, regular job and moving full-time into this how has that experience been for you oh well yeah i think like covid aside if i was to make this decision to leave my job and pursue artwork full time. If there wasn't even COVID, Mm -hmm. it would have been a hard choice. So COVID definitely has impacted the decision to move forward and pursue artistry life. But I mean, in a way it's not, it's not as though COVID has affected, I think, my business and what I'm doing, if, if anything, there seems to be more support. Interesting. Because of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There was a huge push, especially for local, supporting local yeah. in this town. Yeah. Um, which I was really impressed by mm-hmm. and only made me love the city even more. Totally. So many people supported it. And that's awesome. I'm so glad that that's, uh, that's how it's felt for you. Yeah. 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 So. If you, this is. This is early on to ask this question, but I'm always curious about the way people think in retrospect. If you were to try and advise yourself or even advise other artists trying to move into this, what kind of what kind of push would you give yourself to say like this is the this is the thing that you should do without having that hesitation? How do you overcome that hesitation of of the fears and the unknowns of it? Well, I think it has a lot to do with your mindset and how you choose to think on a regular basis. If someone was truly considering making a big change, a a large leap in a different direction um, of what they're, they thought they should be doing. It's, it's basically just about controlling your mind and like not letting yourself indulge in fear-based thoughts. So I have fears hundred percent. I doubt myself all the time. Uh, I could go on and on about the things that when I'm aware of my mind tells me, but it's, it's catching those like negative spirals 
and and basically just talking to yourself like you're you were your own child mm. and coaching yourself out of something that could be true but you don't want it to be and yeah. you'd rather be positive yeah so i love that yeah i'm a huge advocate of that mm, yeah good self-talk coach yourself totally talk to yourself like you're your own kid i love that yeah so i i think everybody should follow their heart follow their dreams and like make change you know start over mm-hmm. and if if you're going to if that's something you're considering it's like just embrace positivity and mm-hmm. and like have people in your life that are going to support you yeah go yeah. meet may yeah yeah <laughs> she'll push you over the edge she will in the best kind of way <laughs> All right, Vic, this has been amazing. Uh, For anyone who wants to connect with you and possibly get involved with your art, how is the best way to do that? Well, uh, Instagram. My Instagram name is Vic Weiland Art. My website, VicWeiland.com. And yeah, that's really all. I love it. And Mm -hmm. we are looking forward to seeing you at the market, hopefully this summer. Thanks, Isaac. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you everyone so much for joining us for this episode of the Goods & Co. podcast. We have several local entrepreneurs lined up for this season of the Goods & Co. podcast, so make sure to subscribe and be notified when new episodes are released. Once again, this episode was brought to you by the new Woodside Bar opening this fall inside the Goods & Co. market downtown Thunder Bay, serving up curated cocktails, delicious wines, and craft beers. Follow along on Instagram at the Woodside Bar. That handle again is at the Woodside Bar.